The Locals Only Podcast with Gavin Glass, bringing you the best new Irish talent every week from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Now, my beautiful dreamers, I've been delighted to uh, say that I have the boys, the hounds of track dogs right in front of me, led by one of Ireland's uh, most celebrated songwriters uh, who has been in exile for the last week, Mr. Gareth Wall. How are you? Good. Great to see you. You are very welcome. Thanks a lot. Good to be here. You have... um, you guys were giving the monkeys on your back one too many bananas last night, I believe, <laughs> on Donegal. Yeah, we we flew in yesterday morning, drove straight to Donegal, finished the gig at half twelve, left Donegal at half one, arrived in Drury Street at half five, kipped for three hours in the car. <laughs> yeah, it was rock and roll. Yeah. Hail, hail to the altar it. of yeah. rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Let's do a song. Let's get down to business right. and let the music do the talking. What are you going to play for us here on Local uh, Sunday? This is like sort of the, I guess, the theme song of the album, uh, the new album, Kansas City Outgroove. And this is a song called A Lucky Man in Kansas City. In your own time, boys. One, two, three, one, two. Ooh, lucky man. Flew in last week from Chicago. A lucky man in Kansas City A bright light shining off of these tracks Fill in my cup like this diner Promise to keep a little I'm back Saw Franklin's words on a building A lucky man in Kansas City Bright light shining off of these tracks Fill in my cup like this diner Promise to keep a lid till Underneath 
with Kenty stars for the folks out in KC. Blow my mind to Mars, a lucky man in Kansas City. Bright light shining off of these tracks. Filling my cup like this diner. We are having a Super Soul Salvation Sunday here in Nova Towers. Um, that is the sound of track dogs. Lads, that was, that was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it was really, really gorgeous. Cheers, man. So, you're on album six. Yeah. It's still crazy after all these years. It's still crazy and getting crazier, yeah. It seems like it. I mean, it's, it's our, yeah, we, we got together 11 years ago. And we, but we were working for two years, or two albums under my name. Yeah. But I was always saying, look, this is not singer-songwriter with musicians. This is a band. I, wa I wanted to get away from everything I'd ever done before. Yeah. You know, because I knew that with, with, the, with the lads, it was, it was something new for me. You know? um, so we finally found, on, just before we did the third album, Robbie came up with the name Track Dogs. It was suggested to him by another uh, trombone player, a friend of his from New York. Norman Hogue. Norman Hogue, yeah. Who... Figure, found out that the equip the the maintenance teams on the subway were they're, called track dogs. Yeah, they're right. like miners. They go through the tunnels at night with these lamps on their <laughs> helmets, and they and you see if you're sitting on the platform, you see these like little lights bobbing. And there's a guy at each end with a whistle to blow the whistle if a train's coming because they're working while their trains circulating. Yeah, and For, I, I thought it was about greyhounds. <laughs> oh no, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. that's something we're because we're not necessarily uh, you know in favour of sort of animal cruelty. Yeah. So. We hate when people maybe think we're we're referring Make that assumption. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but but the track dogs is uh, it. It seemed to work well for four, you know, expats living in Madrid, working hard and and a close knit team, yeah. which is what they are as and well. We, you and know. working at laying down tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just bring me back before. How long? When when did you leave Ireland, Gareth? <coughs> I left Ireland in March, April, nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Right kind of burnt out. I'd done a lot of gigging in Ireland in the 90s. I was working with great musicians like Robin James Hertz, J.R. Farrell on drums, yeah. a bloke called Tony Steele on bass. So we'd done a lot of gigs and it was it was great. We had a great few years, but I was just, I was a bit burnt out. You know? Yeah. And I was kind of in that silly romantic phase and I was kind of following my heart and following a woman, which is why I left in, in you know, it was two, twofold. But... Uh, so yeah, it was kind of like I was I was saying goodbye to music. That was it. I was going over there to get a job, do something 
different. Put her, put roots down. Yeah. And are you the, still with the woman? No, no, no. no. As I said, I went there for her, but I stayed for me. And then my my wife now is a wonderful Spanish lady I, I met there seven years ago. So, who loves everything that I do and supports me in what I do, which is you know yeah. so important, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it, I don't think it's really possible. It's not men of our vintage no. to go out and do it if they don't have that support behind. Not you at all because it's yeah. It's a it's a goddamn insane way of life and <laughs> yeah yeah. Tell me how you met up as a band though. That's like how are you? You all were living in Madrid. Yeah, um, I think probably the first contact was probably Dave and Garrett, maybe or, or maybe oh, me and you. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I, yeah, I was working in an Irish bar in Madrid as you yeah. do, and Robbie used to come in Tuesday nights to the trad sessions with his cajon, you know? and uh, then uh, Garrett popped in one night as well to pick up some. Uh, equipment, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was really how I met those three. And then they introduced me to Howie. Yeah, well, f the funny thing is that we never met all of us till our first rehearsal together as a band, right, which I thought wow. I, I was find funny. I'd met the other three, but they'd never met Howard. So to meet for the first time in the first rehearsal and for it to be, I remember distinctly the buzz. The magic was yeah. there straight Actually, away. It never about it yeah. being, looking for a band name. I remember that this is we're talking October two thousand six. And Garrett said in that first rehearsal, he said, this is more like a band where you come up with a name. Like, he was talking about that in the first rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I was actually saying, well, you know, well, you've had this bit of trajectory already. Let's take advantage of it. You don't, you know, don't need to start from zero, you know. Yeah. And, and it, it took us... And you slowly killed, phased them out and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> killed the old Garrett wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the Kansas City outgroove. Uh, album number six. Yeah, who is is Germain one of the dudes in the band? No, or is he a producer that you you work with over there? Uh, who the um the the your, the, your co-producer? Ah, yeah, uh, Germain. It was funny because we we'd actually recorded four Sorry. albums or, or I think five albums with, with the same producer, and we were in sort of a little bit too too comfortable with him, and maybe it was in hindsight it was that good. was it was, it was, it was good at work, but he closed his studio and. And we we had no choice but to find somewhere else. Right. And uh, we had done a jingle of Robbie's for an ad in, in Spain in a small studio. But what we liked about it was that they had an analog machine. Right. And that was, that yeah. was the attraction, you know? Yeah. And it was a, like a, a Studer A80 from Abbey Road 72, you know? So it was like, we have to, we have yeah. to record here, you know? But with all the comforts of digital recording. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. analog to, to digital, but keeping that warmth, time, you know? Yeah. And d did you, like, I. I'm one of the last uh, studios that can do analog right. uh, recording now. Um, but as musicians, can you tell the difference of when recording onto tape as opposed to recording digitally? Or I think yeah, we, we could because there was definitely a bit of distortion that we kind of even played up on, in yeah. the, which you can only you get. embrace. Yeah, yeah. And they actually had a, a microphone on pretty much everything that was also kind of. Up in that angle of that, things, you know? yeah, the harmonic distortion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and for our kind of music, which is pretty much all acoustic, there's no uh, no programming, no nothing. Yeah, um, we wanted that specifically because we were trying to. We, we've been trying for six albums to get something that's close to the live sound without losing the production quality yeah. of, of an album, and. I think, you know, doing it on analogue certainly helps. Yeah, it, I think it's partly the, the analogue and also the chemistry with the, with the producer as well yeah. and, and the, <laughs> the relationship, you know, him being able to give us um, the space to, to decide what we want to do but also 
giving the right input at the right time yeah. without yeah. Yeah. trying to take over. Um, yeah, the, so yeah. That, that's really important. It, it, it is a hard thing to balance when you're working with a producer, whether, you know, that's, you know, these are, are your songs, they're your babies. Like, there has to be a big trust there between. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we fight things out between ourselves and sometimes with a producer as well. It can be healthy if they know when to. It's, yeah. When to yeah. It's, yeah. If anybody's listening who's thinking about how this process works, it's, a, it's always healthy to have the third person. The aerial view. Yeah, because yeah. because then at some point, you know, they can be a tiebreaker. They can, yeah. you yeah. know, they can go, you know. But if you have say, someone outside of the band yeah. that actually puts in a little, slightly more Definitely. objective view... But after six albums, I think we, we kind of knew what we were looking for as well. I mean, there was yeah. nine, 90% of it was, we, we know what we want. You know? That, and so. that was the big, the big worry. It was, it was how are we going to go from recording nearly 100 tunes with one same guy <laughs> to then, like, starting over again with a yeah, new, well, with a new you know. guy? You know? and a new but, team. There, there, there's a honeymoon <laughs> period as well, I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, you exactly. Know, Gareth, I mean, you know, when you left at Dublin in 99, yeah. ha having gigged... Worked your ass off. Yeah, you kind of <coughs> felt that thing of the, the burnout that kind of mm. comes into so many writers and, and and musicians. Yeah, what is it that's keeping you going now? Like you're on your sixth album with this band. <coughs> um, well, first and foremost, working with these guys it makes it possible, and the fact that we we split everything four ways. If there's money, there's money. If there's no money, there's no money. It's always been where we're going long yeah. term. Always, and um, we set up our own label. To, to release our music over there and uh, and now at the moment it, it, things have actually in the last two or three years they, they've started to go in a way that we never expected they've actually I mean it, it's been a real boom in the last three years so we feel that as long as that keeps going we're going to ride that wave you know and just yeah. see where it takes us because it's uh, it was unexpected you know that uh, and mainly in the UK I'm talking about which is which is you know good place to be for sure yeah um, and as a collective, do you all kind of split up the roles and jobs? Like, does or is, is there one person, which is usually the case in any band, that does all the work and the three? Garrett ends up doing a lot of the uh, the booking and a lot of the the hard graft behind behind the scenes. Um, but we all take on different roles. Ro yeah. Robbie did a lot. Um, yeah, myself and Robbie, I guess. Yeah, take, do most of it. Um, yeah, whereas I just kind of just do the driving. And, like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's delegation and taking taking the load. And Dave, well, I mean, Dave, uh, Dave he comes in every now and then. Hank, <laughs> <laughs> they let me hang out. Please. Everybody needs a Dave <laughs> in the band. No, no, but we were saying Dave is the Dave is the steel girder of the band. He's the he's the, He's the one that that never starts an argument. <laughs> That's his role. <laughs> Will you play one more song for me yeah. before we go? Robbie, you want to introduce this this tune? Yeah, this song is kind of probably our first uh, protest song, and um, it's God knows we need them in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, and uh, kind of in the tradition of Randy Newman, it's written in the voice of an undesirable, and. Uh, <laughs> from from uh, his or her perspective you can put in any politician your of your choosing i know which one i'm i'm thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. of <laughs> and um and uh, uh because it's got a bluegrassy flavor um when we were in Kansas City and why we named the album after this after our experience in Kansas City it was such a before and after for us it was big shot of confidence in what we're doing to go someplace where nobody knows us 
and just get this great feedback from other bands that we were just in awe of and then to have them come around and see our showcases and sort of become fans of ours and uh, a band in particular was the Barefoot Movement and uh, they've been on tour supporting uh, the Milk Carton Kids oh and, yeah uh, and um, and they've got their own agent now and they're touring in the States and they're just they're just a really yeah. shit hot band excuse yeah. my French that's okay and and uh, <laughs> and they're 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 real Nashville like that standard of American you know kind of session players all of them mm. and um, mm. and they got into our band and and, and then it, it, we were going around seeing their showcases and we just made this friendship and and uh, and they recorded on the on the song for us oh great yeah, and, uh, yeah. They, they're, they're, and they've become friends this with is another, on, this is on the on the, it's on the, the album yeah. Right. yeah 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 and they've become friends with another Irish band we've had this kind of a three-way social media mutual well, admiration yeah, yeah. With it, which is We Banjo 3 oh We Banjo 3 yeah, yeah great yeah. dudes they're great and um, really anyway, anyway so, so Barefoot Movement <laughs> played on the recording of this it's called Gonna Get My Way Gonna Get My Way Track Dogs on Locals Only only on Radio Nova in your own time gentlemen That is Track Dogs on uh, Local Zoning with your host Gavin Glass. So, fellas, you started the tour last night, and I just want to repeat what uh, Gareth told us. They flew in yesterday, drove to Donegal, drove back down that night, waited in the car for a few hours, had a bit of a nap, and then did another uh, radio session this morning at nine o'clock. Like, man, that is that is chasing the muse, bringing her out for dinner. But you know? sending her flowers, like... Yeah, yeah, and then I, taking I, her home. Yeah, well... 
Okay. Um, but this like, I, that's, that's dedicated, you know. It's our fourth engagement since uh, yesterday morning. Yeah. And you know, like we don't, we don't get off. We don't we don't get over that that often. I mean, we're here for a week. It's our first time here this year, so we had to just you know stick it all in. Yeah. yeah. We've got I wish a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, talk, let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, we're um, we're down in uh, La Hinch. Uh, we're playing Kenny's. The, yeah, in Kenny's. Ah, yeah, yeah, great spot. Yeah, yeah. We haven't been back in years, so we're we're delighted to be doing the, the White Horse sessions on yeah. Tuesday. Then we're we're in Dublin on Thursday for our first uh, first Dublin show in actually quite a long time. Um, we're playing the Sugar Club. Ah, on, lovely on Thursday night. Then With we're Robin off. Robin James Hurt. Yeah, Robin Big Hurt. Big shout out to the yeah. wonderful ah, musician great. and gentleman he's and raconteur that is Robin James Hurt. Yeah. Great. He's amazing. I love so, that guy. So we're, and then we're actually going to be with Robin as well, Dan. He's going to get up and do a few tunes with us at Electric Picnic. We're playing the Salty Dog stage oh, on, great. on Friday and the Trailer Park on Saturday. So yeah, it's a pretty full week, you know, so... Well, I just want to say a huge thank you for coming thank in. You. I have to say, you, you blew me away. It was Thanks real... Well hair on my arms stuff oh man that's brilliant Just keep our little lads yeah, we don't give up make art <laughs> make art I hope you'll do a swap of uh, your vinyl for our vinyl what do you think yes absolutely um, I might have to give you one at the picnic though because I don't okay. I don't uh, have, have them on me but I will certainly do that okay. well, that's brilliant thank you dudes thanks Gareth thank thanks, you Kevin. to Track Dogs